You betcha. Welcome to it. We're good to have you along for the ride over the next half hour. It's uh, it's Skulls here along with Alex Luchaferro, Sam Firu to Mark and LLP. Alex is the guy that's actually going to make you smarter, so you'll want to listen to him over the course of the next little while, up until 7 o'clock just before that, and a chance for you to chime in, join the join the conversation, be that third microphone on the air, even though it's a cell phone, that doesn't matter, call us is what I'm saying, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, if you have uh, employment law questions, workplace issues, call us talk to us that's why we're here in the meantime though we our main topic tonight's going to be no severance rules are not different for you if we'll get to some of those talking points your phone calls hopefully and a bunch of other things so let's uh let's get it happening brother alex what do you got for us for the uh, the case of the day man hey johnny thanks very much back at it for another monday edition of the yeah, employment man. law show great to be uh, here as always talking our favorite subjects of course workplace rights severance layoffs terminations you name it Obviously, if it has to do with your work, with your uh, rights, when it comes to employment, we cover it all here on this very show. As usual, I've been saying this all year, John, but it does continue to be true. Another busy start to the week, another busy (laughs) Monday today. Uh, John, lots of people contacting us, calling us at the office, asking questions online, email. Uh, You know, We're bombarded every single day with questions from our listeners and from people who hear about us through friends or family members. And and listen, that's great, John. We welcome those questions. Anybody dealing with a situation at work, you need to reach out for help. It's so important. It's so crucial. And especially at this time of year, John, it's not unusual for employers to be making changes uh, to departments, to businesses, to how they operate. Unfortunately, oftentimes that means restructuring people out of their jobs. I'll give you one quick example. Over the past week or two, John, we've seen lots of people uh, working with the big banks in the banking industry being let go from their jobs. The big banks in Canada across the board are downsizing. And listen, it doesn't mean that those employees, to be clear, have done anything wrong. It could be a simple restructuring. They're changing operations, and unfortunately, that will cost uh, a number of people their job. It also doesn't mean, you know, in the same breath, that the employer is this big bad entity or your manager or your boss or HR is a terrible person. These are the business realities, John, that employers or employees are facing in 2023. It doesn't sound like, you know, it's not the easiest economy. It's not the easiest job market. But listen, if that does happen to you, if you're one of those employees that are being restructured out of a job, you've been let go from your position, you're now in a situation where you've got no choice. You've got to look out for yourself. You have to make sure that what you get uh, as far as severance from your employer and employees who are let go are old severance. There's no question about it. You have to make sure that you get what you are rightfully owed and that you are financially secure moving forward into that job search, into that unknown. And of course, that's what we talk about on this show. It's what we talk about on the TV show and all of our online content. As employment lawyers, we're here to inform you on what those legal rights are to make sure uh, you know what you're owed if you've lost your job. Or certainly if something else has happened in the workplace, you know exactly what your options are, exactly uh, what rights and entitlements you have. Uh, case in point, uh, John, and this, uh, I like to do this from time to time, John, as, as you well know by now, a bit of a success story uh, from my end. It's a matter, talking about the case of the day, it's an opportunity to talk about a matter that uh, just came across my desk. This one, John, uh, is just finishing up, is just leaving my desk uh, 
uh, <laughs> as of today. We wrapped the matter up today for a uh, very, very nice woman, uh, uh, John. She was an absolute uh, a pleasure to deal with, despite the difficult circumstances of her having lost her job. I guess it's about three weeks or so ago. So this lady, again, in her early 50s, uh, she had been with the same company, John, for about 11 years. Actually started kind of at the bottom, if you can uh, say that. Started in a very entry-level administrative position. And over the course of 11 years, quite impressively, John worked her way up to a customer service manager position. So at the time she was let go, she was a customer service manager for 11 years in her early 50s just the beginning of August, so again, or October rather, three weeks ago, she was let go from her job. Uh, no funny business, uh, John. It was just a kind of simple restructuring. They were changing operations, and unfortunately, her position was one of those being eliminated. Upon termination, John, she was offered seven months of pay uh, and a couple of months of her benefits uh, coverage continuing post-termination. And she reached out to us at the time, and she wanted to know, you know, is this a fair package? Is seven months fair for somebody in in my situation? You know, what could we do about it if uh, if it can be improved? And I explained to her uh, that seven months for someone of her age, position, and years of service, keeping in mind uh, that those are the three factors that are taken into consideration. The older you are, the longer you've been with the same company, uh, and the more senior your position or the more specialized your position, the more severance you are going to get if you are let go. Seven months' pay, John, for somebody with 11 years of service in a managerial, managerial position was not enough severance. We agreed, her and I, that we would contact the company on her behalf and negotiate her proper entitlements. Fast forward, a couple of conversations uh, with the company later, uh, John, between myself and uh, and the company's uh, VP of HR, yeah. uh, actually, just three weeks later, this literally happened at the beginning of October, uh, we have a final agreement at 52 weeks, that's one year of nice. full compensation, not just her base salary, John, but her benefits coverage as well. There were some pension contributions that need to be included uh, for that full period as well. Uh, and this lady uh, now gets to move on with her proper severance entitlements, 12 months, by the way, John is a perfectly acceptable, if not the spot-on severance package mm -hmm. for yeah. somebody of her age, position, and years of service, 11 years of service, managerial-level position in her early 50s. Excellent result, achieved very quickly. This lady now has some peace of mind and, and you know, has her finances in order for the next year to hold her over until she could find that next job. Not just any job, John, not just whatever job comes her way that she has to accept out of desperation. She has the time now in the financial security to find the right job that comes next in her career. Job well done, brother, which is always uh, why I reach out to Alex, even if it starts with just a conversation, even not a full bore, a full bore rescue, but it sometimes turns into that. That is a 1-855-821-5900. Okay, let's get her one small break in here, then we're going to go over to the phone. So this is uh, your time to pick one up. Grab that number, grab that phone, call us, and get on air, 416-870-6400. Employment Law Show continues. Hang in there. You bet. Welcome back indeed. 642 on your Monday. Alex Luchaferro is your guy. I want to remind you one more time, or at least uh, another time before we uh, continue on here. You want to reach out to Alex anytime and have a conversation off air, maybe one that's going to take some time. It's always available for you. one 855 821 5900 is how you go about doing that. You can send an email to Alex as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We're going to get into our topic here shortly. Uh, no, severance rules are not different for you if those are coming up here, but we always tell you phones are top priority. You get to the front of the line 
when you call that number, 416-870-6400. Nicholas, thanks for hanging in for a moment, pal. How are you? Not bad. How are you guys? Loving life. What's your your question tonight? Okay, I'll try to be quick and precise. It's a little complicated. But uh, my wife and I both work for the same company, a very small company, but I guess it's more about me. Uh, Since about 2012, I've worked for a small independent company. Um, I don't want to say too much because it's obvious what we do, but we we, uh, service uh, aircraft in the private sector, private private jets, etc. I have been a hands-on guy, hourly pay for the first couple years. 2016, I started going on salary, and um, basically seven days a week on call, nonstop, emails, Sunday mornings, phone calls, on call for the last nine years. Always got the job done, never been a complaint. Uh, we've grown to a point that we finally have office space for up to about 30 employees. I'm now a more of a managerial position, taking care of inventory and so forth. So it's been a transition for me. Mm-hmm. And three months ago I had a meeting. They said I, weren't, I wasn't keeping, I was a project, I was a facilities manager, operations supervisor, and I wasn't, keeping control of inventory and so forth, and he threatened me with cause. And I said, cause? That's like the, you know, the scarlet letter of uh, dismissal. No one, no, I, from what I understand, Alex, no severance, no uh, unemployment benefits. But So they'll say, oh, we'll see how it goes in the next three months. But he threatened me with that. Mm-hmm. I've never had a contract, never had anything in writing. We've continuously asked. And about, since about 2016, when I met my wife and she joined the company, we work seven days a week. We get calls on Christmas Day. It's, wow. it's aviation. We, we service the uh, 1%, if you know what I mean. Yep. And it never stops. And two years ago, he said, oh, this is unsustainable, the owner. But it still continues. But I was threatened with cause. I've never had one conversation in nine years about what I've done for that company. Yeah, it's a fair question, uh, Nick, and you're on the right track. You're almost kind of answering your very own question, and, and if you're a listener yeah. to this show, you'll you'll know very well that you know there's no way that uh, that you know even even if their concerns are justified, Nick, to some degree, right? And I imagine you would disagree with the performance criticism, but let's just imagine for the sake of it that there's some degree of justification, the fact that maybe everything isn't going perfectly. Even in that case, Nick, there's no way after that length of service and that record of, you know, a, you know effectively a clean record, if not a positive yeah. ref, uh, record, that there will be cause to terminate your employment. It's not going to happen. The fact that you have no contract of employment, Nick, you probably know this yourself already. The fact that you have no contract is actually a good thing from an employee's point of view. That means that contractually there is nothing there that is going to limit your severance entitlements in the event that you're let go. That would mean that your severance would be based on your age, position, years of service. Obviously, if you've been with the company for quite some time, uh, then your severance entitlements are going to be significant. Listen, don't take the bait, Nick. Keep doing you know your job to the best of your ability. Keep voicing any concerns you have in a professional, you know, amicable uh, fashion. Listen, if your job comes to an end, so be it. Your employer does have the right to let you go if he or she wants to, if they want to, but they would undoubtedly owe you severance. You'd have to do something really, really drastically wrong 
and you mentioned it yourself, Nick, we're talking about the worst of the worst offenses for them to have cause for termination after so many years of loyal service. Yeah, and I, if I could just interject one thing, you know, I I admitted sure. I was struggling with the managerial part of it, right? The, you know, the, the spreadsheets and stuff, and learning that part. I admit that part, but the, the, to um, get uh, said that he could leave with cause, I was so offended. You know, yep. I was driving employees home at four in the morning in snowstorms with no gas allowance. I was uh, it's seven days a week this this, this, this sector, right? And it just I was just yeah, I was no. just so taken aback. You're, 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 you know, I, I have to agree with you 100%. And listen, if you, you know, if an employer sees that an employee is struggling with a certain part of their job, the employer does actually have a positive obligation to try and help, right? They can't just, you know, uh, pull the cord and say, okay, well, that's a termination for cause. They have to take steps to try and improve an employee's performance. And so, you know, again, Nick, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, you know, keep doing your job to the best of, of your ability. And certainly, if you're ever sat down for a meeting and you're told that you're like, oh, and hopefully that does not come to pass, knock on wood. But if that does happen, don't sign anything on the spot. You know, uh, shake whoever's hand you're speaking to. Make sure you don't slam the door behind you, so to speak, and, and damage any relationships. And, this, and then give us a call at the office and we'll certainly have a chat uh, about that. But uh, listen, we see it. Quite often, employers threaten cause or they terminate for cause far too quickly. They pull the trigger, so to speak, far too quickly. And almost always, that decision is wrong and it ends up costing the employer. Nick, excellent call. Appreciate that, pal. And going forward, of course, write everything down. You have something to say to your employer, write it down and email it to them so you have contemporaneous uh, notes and evidence. Right, Alex? You want to make sure it's not a he said, she said situation. If it comes down the pipe that he does let go, right? Absolutely, absolutely. If there are concerns, if there are if there are conversations being had, John, mm -hmm. that then don't reflect, you know, the record, so to speak, you want to put your side of the story in email. Certainly, if you've received something called a performance improvement plan, a PIP or a PIP, as it's commonly called, and you don't agree with those performance concerns that are laid out in that plan, you want to put that in writing to your employer so that if it, you know, three months, four months, five months, however long down the road you're terminated, you're employer can't you know point back and say oh but you agreed to these concerns so it's a great point uh and uh you know tricky situation for employees never never fun to be singled out like that and be threatened like that in your yeah. job that makes for a really tough work environment and an excellent demonstration of what happens when you pick up that phone and call us get some answers you still got time 416-870-6400 we got lots of open lines so you can make that happen here on a monday okay let's get into this pal no severance rules are not different if if your employer is federally regulated, we're talking about banking, telecommunications, media, stuff like me, but uh, that, that term federally regulated screws people up, right? It, it really does. And, you know, the reason why I wanted to speak about this subject tonight, John, is oftentimes when we're speaking to people who have just been let go from their jobs or even job, John, when we're in the context of negotiating severance with department, whomever, we hear a lot of the same I'd go as far as to call them excuses, John. Yeah. We hear a lot of the same excuses to say, no, well, this employee is not owed severance for X, Y, and Z reason. And I want to, you know, bust a couple of these myths and kind of knock some sense into, uh, you know, people that have these misunderstandings about severance. And top of that list, I would say, uh, are 
companies, employers that are federally regulated. So in Canada, uh, employment is divided up into two different jurisdictions. There's provincial jurisdiction, which is where most employees will fall. Most employees' employment, their particular industries, are going to be provincially regulated. Uh, John, there are a few, however, that are federally regulated. They're not governed necessarily by the province that you live in. They're governed by the government of Canada, by the federal government. A couple of obvious examples you just mentioned, banking is one, uh, John, and telecommunications uh, is another. So if you work for any of the big banks or any of the big telecom companies, your employment is going to be federally regulated. Now, when it comes to an employee's minimum entitlements, John, when it comes to kind of the bare bones legislative or what we call statutory uh, rights that an employee will have, a federally regulated employee will look to something called the Canada Labor Code. That's the piece of legislation that governs an employee's minimum entitlements. You know, things to do with minimum wage or overtime or hours of work or, you know, breaks during work, etc. But when it comes to severance, John, and here's the real kind of kicker. When it comes to severance, federally regulated employees, I don't care if you work for a bank or a telecommunications company or any other federally regulated industry, your severance entitlements, the way severance works if you are let go from your job, is the exact same as those employees that are provincially regulated. There is no distinction whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You can work for a bank or a you know, or a telecoms company, or you can work for a small mom and pop shop down the corner. Your severance is going to be based on three main factors. Your age, your position with the company, your years of service with that company. And again, the older you are, the longer you've been in that job, the more specialized or senior your position is, the more severance you're going to get. Severance is not just a couple of weeks per year of service or one or two weeks, uh, John. Severance could be as much as 24 months. That's two years of pay for longer-term employees, for older employees or high-management-level employees. And, you know, don't be worried about what, you know, specific regulation you fall under, whether it's federal or provincial. It does not affect. Severance rules aren't different right. uh, depending on those circumstances. And uh, along the same lines, as an aside to what Alex just said, that severance offer, what it should be, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, free anonymous access to the uh, severance calculator, which is built into that site. Okay, we're talking about no severance rules are not different for you if this one will open up a lot of eyes and make people surprised if they're in this business, and that is if you work in construction, shocking a lot of people there. Uh, absolutely, and this is uh, this is one that we also see very, very often, uh, uh, John. And I'm sure, I guarantee you, John, right now there are construction employees listening, totally. listening to this chat, thinking, "Hold on a sec, I, I'm owed severance if I'm let go. How does that work? I had no idea. What are the mm -hmm. rules here?" You bet. And again, it's clear, and you know, it's this, it's a similar analysis to what I just went through with you know federally regulated or provincially regulated employees. Listen, it's a misconception. It, you know, there there are. Uh, there are misconceptions out there that have kind of rooted themselves into workplaces, into particular industries, the construction industry being one. As a construction employee, if you are let go from your job, and to be clear here, I'm not talking about a temporary layoff. I definitely get that a lot of construction employees, John, they get laid off in the winter and they get yeah. called back to work in the spring. Listen, I get it. That's okay. That's not a termination, uh, right? If that's an understood part uh, of your employment, if that's what's happening to you year after year after year and it's just the nature of your work, you know, so be it. 
But if you are permanently let go from your job in the construction industry, you're not in some sort of special category as a construction employee. You are going to be owed severance like any other employee in any other industry, like I just said, based on your age, position, and years of service. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science, uh, right? The law is crystal clear on these issues, uh, John. And really, you can apply this across the board, by the way. I don't care what industry you work in or what special rules may exist. If you are let go from your job, you're owed compensation, full stop. You can call it severance. You can call it termination pay. You can call it pay in lieu of notice. Whatever it is called, it is amounts of money that you are owed as a result of the end of your employment. And that applies to all employees across the board except for terminations for cause, as we were talking about with Nick earlier, or you know other specific situations. Let's get to one more of these uh, anyway, and that is, no, it's not different for you if you are a part-time employee. Yeah, yeah, another popular one uh, that we get lots of questions about. Actually, we have, we have lots of part-time employees contacting, contacting us on a regular basis. Uh, John, asking if their rights as employees, if their entitlements, if what the rules of the game are when it comes to their employment are different because they're part-time employees. And this can apply across the board to all kind of employment rights, John, but particularly when it comes to severance, no, the rules aren't different. You can be a part-time employee, you can work five hours a week, 10 hours a week, 30 hours a week, whatever the amount is, you have the same rights upon termination. In other words, you have the same severance rights as a part-time employee than a full-time employee. Uh, would have. Of course, John, when we're calculating what that employee is owed as severance, listen, we've got to calculate it on their regular earnings. So on the part-time pay that they're earning, that obviously means that their severance entitlements might be less, John, compared to an employee working full-time, making a full-time wage, right? So the calculation of severance is going to be different because they're earning a lesser amount per week as a part-time employee. But again, the severance rules are the same. Age, position, years of service, three main factors, and their severance, John, is not going to be less in terms of number of weeks or number of months because they're a part-time employee. It could be as much as 24 months, even for a part-time employee. That does not change based on how many hours of work any employee works. And with that, we are just about out of time for the first night of the week. It's been a good one, though. Thank you so much, Nick, for calling in. And if you emailed, we'll try to get to those on a later show this week. But uh, for now, you can reach out to Alex uh, on your own time, one 821 5900 email we use, help at employmentlawyer.ca, and that website, always uh, free and anonymous for you to check out and have access to the severance calculator, as well as many things we talk about on the show. Those topics are listed down as you scroll through this website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and we are up again tomorrow night, 6.30, right here with another edition of the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night.